welcome to the Hertha Berlin UK podcast, uh, the podcast of the of UK's only official Hertha Berlin fan, fan club. You can, you can make noises, folks, and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> the OGs. Yeah, it's, it's our USP. Um, just just before we kick off, I just want to uh, remind everyone where we are. Uh, certainly in the context of, of since we last met in, in mid-November, but also in the context of what a roller coaster this season is already, and we're only halfway through it. So um, with me, I've got uh, co-hosts Anna, Mike, and uh, the Club El Presidente, uh, Chris. And um, yeah, when we last met, uh, we'd won four games, four games from potential 11 and we've just drawn with Leverkusen so we were kind of doing okay and the phrase was we would start to grind out results and that was kind but there was certainly a lot of uh, talk about how unattractive the football was and and some concern about that then uh, we lost to Union which I hate to mention but I'm afraid is a fact of life Uh, (coughs) we um, and then we drew with Augsburg on the yeah. 27th and on the 29th, Pal Dardai was relieved of his duties to be replaced by Tafen Korkut, um, who uh, since starting has, uh, um, and we can discuss this a little bit more, uh, his football seems to be a little bit more attractive. The results seem to look quite promising. We drew away at Stuttgart. Uh, we beat Armenia Bielefeld at home. Uh, we did lose 4-0 to Mainz quite yeah. convincingly. Again, that might be a talking point. But then uh, uh, you can start your big drum roll. <laughs> we beat Dortmund <laughs> at home 3-2. So beep, beep. that's uh, um, a pre- pretty good. Uh, we're now in the 11th position, six points off the top six. And uh, yeah, all of this chaos in the first half of the season. So uh, I think I'm going to put the first question to Anna, who has yeah. made it to some of the games this season, despite all the uh, no more. restrictions <laughs> that has seen no more. seen the many shades of her to this year. Um, were we right to get rid of Dardai? Yes. Yeah, there we I'm go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm end. so sorry. I suppose it should be a bit more of a... Um... And a, a open-ended question like, yeah, what yeah. was the you felt that they got rid of Dada? Stagnated. It just, it just, you, you know, when you run a distance and then you just can't run anymore, it's like that. It just hit a wall and that's it. You just can't get past it. I don't know. It's like it, it was the same mistakes being made. It was really unattractive. It, I don't think he. I don't think he was not interested. I just felt like even though when he came back last year, I felt like he wasn't as in, not interested, but as invested as he was before he left the first time. Yeah. And although he cared, it was like, I'm only here because, you know, they've asked me to do it, not because I particularly want to. But it's like, it looked like he wasn't enjoying being a coach anymore. It looked like the players didn't understand why they were failing the way they were. And there was just moments where you looked at the game and you're like, 
that they don't have a clue what they're doing. You don't, you don't, you know, you're not clueless unless you haven't been coached well. You know, the simple things were not being done properly. People's heads went down. The like Augsburg people were furious at the referee more than Paldardo. But if you score more goals to begin with, you don't have to worry. Okay, that's you know, if you get to eighty minutes or ninety-five minutes or whatever, maybe you don't want to score another. But it's you can't go through a game and go, ah, one's enough, one's enough, one's enough, and then play really unattractively and then not have a starting 11 that you'd like or a system that you like and then chop and change it. It just doesn't work. And I just think he ran out of, completely ran out of ideas. I think before he had um, a guy called Rainer Wiegmeier as a co-trainer, and he was the tactical brains behind had to the first time Dardai was in charge. He wasn't there this time. If there's no tactical mindset behind the head coach on the same page, then you've got problems. Yeah. And I love Zeka Neundorf, but I don't think he's good enough to to, to be a head trainer uh, yeah. or a head coach. I mean, there was a lot of nodding heads there but, um, from everyone with what you just said. I would just... Uh, I'll, I'll put it to to Chris. Uh, but I, was, I was listening to li- listening to what you said, Anna. I was started thinking, yeah, it did become a bit of a loving of like yeah. all the players coming back, but they perhaps weren't necessarily the personnel. They were good personalities that that were hurt her through and through, but maybe weren't weren't necessarily the the tactically the, not good. Yeah, tactically the personnel you would need to get us out of trouble. So. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that, but also, uh, was it any way to treat a club legend in the end by relieving of his relieving him of his duties? No one's well. bigger than the club. No one's bigger than the club. I've got to say I it. I think I don't think he should have. I said it at the time. He only came back out of necessity, yeah. not out of want or desire, um, and there wasn't really anyone else on the market that we could have had. So. It was always going to end like this. Um, and I think, you know, um, going back for a second time, I never quite tastes the same. I'm not, <coughs> one minute, am I talking about the same thing here? Um, it ne- it never, it's never quite the same, <laughs> oh, is it? Dear. You know what I mean? Oh, it's dear. never quite the same. I'll stick an 18 rating on the... You know what I mean, though. You, you know, you, yeah. you date someone, you split, you go back for a bit. It's, it's, not, it's not happening. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike um, just to add to that, would you would Everton have David Moyes back? Yeah. He did he did leave with with a bad kind of story behind him with with them hearing about United for a bit. So a lot of fans wouldn't, but I think I I personally would. I think you can see what he's done. But you yeah. know, we'll, we'll keep it hair I think I think with 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 power it, it it was always going to end like this, particularly with his style and approach. Um, yeah, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. We've all got degrees in hindsight. Um, is it a way to treat a club legend? Yeah, especially as it's his second go. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have no issue with that because mm-hmm. if it had delivered, he wouldn't have been treated that way. Oh. He didn't deliver, so I, I wasn't expecting that answer actually. I think mm-hmm. quite. I, I I like to. I, I'm contradicting myself here in my theory about fan 
football um, because I'm a bit of a romantic with football. I love the nostalgia um, and I love that, that whole club legend coming back. It, there's something quite beautiful about it, but when that honeymoon period is over, it goes yeah. stale and it goes stale quick. And it, yeah, it, we all knew, we all knew, didn't we? But the thing is, with Herta, we're there every bloody six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it, it is kind of like day, day, it? It, it was Bruno. If it's not Bruno, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And I was really, to be honest, they needed to get rid of Dardai, yes. But although the short-term results have improved seven points from four games, good battling performance against Dortmund, different type of grind, bit of a backbone in the side there. Um, you know, would, would Pal have gone had we not conceded to Ellsworth last minute? I don't know. But what, what, what I want to say is, is that I think it was really risky to employ a guy. Again, doesn't really doesn't really get me out of my seat, but to employ a guy on a short-term deal, mm. we all know we need to attract players in January. Who's going to come to a club who's the coach is there for four months? I've just thought that was really... And again, it might be a case that there's no one out there or the person they want is available in the summer and yep. we just don't know about that, they which are. is fair enough. Yeah. But we're not in a position... We don't have that luxury. We might do. You know, if we, if, we, if, we, if we start the next three or four games and win, or win two of them, whatever, and get through in the cup. But I thought that was I thought that was risky. I thought it was really risky to employ I, someone to the end yeah, of the season. I I, I think this um, I get I'll, I'll go to Mike, but I I think in the conversations we've had, this idea of a temporary appointment seems to sit far better with you, Anna, than it certainly did with me when because of that. Well, what what if what if he's this guy turns out to be an absolute world beater? We go straight to the top of the league. No, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> uh, no, it's not happening. But if it did, <coughs> there's not. It's not impossible. We're two. We're, what? We're two wins off off a place in Europe now, which would be remarkable, all things considered. You know, and 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 so he stabilizes the club over the time he's here until the summer. We've. And in a, a really high position, we have players playing well in their positions, and then it's off you go, then mate. We've found someone else, <laughs> you know. Then, then the sort of we're we're all Hertha fans. We know what's um, yeah. going to happen. You I've, I've got we're... no issue with him doing well and collecting the job in the summer, full term. I've got no issue with that. But again, we've got to bring players in in January, and unless they're paid over the top to come. They're not coming for a project because this geezer's out the door in 17 games' time, 15 games' time, if they come at the end of the window. So what's the strategy? That's what worries me. We've got to bring players in. Oh, my word. If we get to the 1st of Feb and we've not brought anyone in... We've already got someone. One, at least. We're still interested in three or four more. But... But maybe um, it, all depends. It's like, Bobic signing, isn't it? Bobic is the one signing the players. Now, if he if he can say I'm I'm signing players mm. that will fit the system I want the next coach to play and set yeah. up with, then, and I think you know, that they might know. Bring them in. I think they have I an idea of what coach they want. Um, whether he comes is. Um, We're we talking about Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know whether this is. You see, he is the one really, that they've gone after. This is. This is 
already all done. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. It's like, not it done. Was such, that's just it. To me, they don't know yet. It, it was just... such a strange thing to fire your coach and then install somebody temporarily until the end of the season. But they know that a lot of coaches that they want to speak to are out of contract this summer, including Roger Schmidt. So that may be why. And I just wonder, um, and I I put this to to Mike, because this is more of a like a Bobich philosophy, carrying on from what Chris said. Do you think think that we could attract players on the Bobich philosophy? Alone, possibly. I think. Uh, I think we need to change how we've been looking at signings anyway. Um, you know, we don't need to go for big names. I think we just need to to bring in talent that's going to work hard. I think Richter's shown this this year. I don't think he was necessarily coming in as a first team player, but is a really really good addition to the team. You know, looking back a few years back, Lucas Toussaint was wanted by quite a few clubs and. It almost felt like quite a coup for her to, to get him. And he wasn't cheap at 20 million pounds or 20 million euros. But I think I'm like, I, for me personally, I've seen someone who's maybe not quite hit the levels that he wanted to. And that's why they ended up with us and not with one of the other big teams in Europe. And maybe we need to stop looking at the ones that haven't quite got there and try and find the talent, you know, that is going to come in and work hard. Yeah. And I feel, I, and, and I've always been here. So that's with Toussaint in there. It must have been quite hard to be a, a centre midfield of of his style and uh, and try and hold down a place in a Dardai team. That's mm. that's how I kind Probably. of felt about that. You know, it's like really ill fitting. And it's kind of I don't know, like the when Dardai took over it was kind of none of the furniture seemed to fit the house, you know, it was that kind of formation though, wasn't it? But, but it, it was it was with the recruitment, but you also look at what Corkut's done now, and he's just gone back. Let's just do four four two then. Let's mm. just make it work instead of going. We've got two really slow fullbacks, but we're still going to play three at the back and have them as wing backs. We've mm. got no pacey like top top of the you know world class forward, but we'll stick one striker up front, it like in Piontek mm. or whoever, and ask him to hold it up, take players on, you know, score goals. We just didn't set up right. As I said before we started it. My leader's a winger, but it's it's almost like Coco stuff and gone right. Well, Belfordil's our, our main fit striker. He's got not a lot of pace, so we'll just put my leader up there with yeah. him. He can do the running. Belfordil can do the hold up play. You, you just look. You make it work with what you've got, and I think that's what went wrong. Dard, I had one way, and it was this is how I'm going to set up. You've not gave give me the players that I need to do it, but this is how we're gonna we're gonna try and do it. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's play FIFA. Yeah, done <laughs> uh, all day. That's good. Woo. And, uh, so who? <coughs> there's two elements here. You you need to football manager to or FIFA? A, yeah, same sort of thing, really. Yeah. To sell a few, and you need to bring in a few. So let's start. Yeah. Who who would you like to? Who who can you see us selling, or who selling. would you like us to sell? You know. There's, there's, well, there's two, there's got to be two or three that have got to well, be considered. We'll take stock as a given for you, Anna. That's, uh... no, well, only only if you sign a, another centre-back. But then Mark Oliver Kemp, who's from Stuttgart, has been linked to Hertha in the summer, but now they're saying he may move in the winter for £6 million. 
if Stark goes to West Ham, which is where he's linked to, weirdly enough, sorry, Chris, I'm so sorry. Um, I've not seen that anywhere. You're not? Have you not? No. Wow. No, Nicholas Stark is linked to West Ham because is is that who's injured centre back? Who isn't? Agbon, is it Agbonna? Is that, is, is that who is? Ogbonna's the left-sided centre-half that's injured. Okay. Zuma's injured. Dawson's Zuma, Zuma. So, because Zuma's, cause Zuma's injured, they would want to think about buying Stark if he doesn't renew his contract. Um, is Kemp any better? Mm, I don't know. Yes, no. I don't know. Um, don't, don't sell to Runariga. Don't. Just keep him, please. Um, we love him too much. He can't go anywhere. Sell, uh, Plattenhart, get rid of, um, Piontek, and maybe Toussaint, maybe. But, th- because they're not gonna get you your money back any, any time in the future anyway. Because they, Piontek and Toussaint between them cost 50 million euros. Sure. You're not getting that back. No. So, <laughs> there's no chance. And they're not, oh they don't do God. anything. Forgot like, I really like, I really like them both. Like, they're not assholes or anything, but they don't do anything. Yeah. They don't add anything. Like, the system are, hasn't helped, though. I, I do wonder now, could Piontek work in F442? Imagine him with, with my leader doing a run-in. I don't he, think he so. He can finish, his one-touch finishing's great I, in the box. The, the understanding between Belfordil and Jovetic is too good for allow, to allow mm. Piontek to play. And Zelka. Zelka I would only keep because of his attitude. Because what, what about of how, how aggressive though? he is. Sorry? Because, yeah, Belfordil and Jovetic have worked well. Neither of them bring a ton of goals, though. Jovetic but does when he's, he's fit. <laughs> when he's, ne- fit. he's never a 20-goal-a-season man, so <clears throat> we need goals to come from elsewhere. Well, at the moment, they're coming from other places. Richter, um I mean, I think Malida, the... maybe, but you know, Eckling Camp. But you've got to, you, you, Piontek's <coughs> not got the ability to do what needs to be done. He doesn't yeah. hold the ball up like Belfordil. He's not quick. He's not skillful like uh, Jovetic. Is so. What does he do? I would you say Piontek is. Um, I think he's really unfortunate because yeah. I think Piontek is probably brilliant, but not for us. He never will be for us. Yeah. And he That's needs to true. go. He just needs to go and and reinvent not, himself yeah. somewhere else. It's just not the right is, club, is it? Yeah. I don't think he, it's even the right league. I think <coughs> the Bundesliga is not right for could, him. You could see that he's potentially twenty goals a season somewhere, but it's just been. not. Mm. Yeah, it's just it not going to work. It's just not going to work for us here. He should come to the Prem. Yeah. What would he do? He thinks so. Goals. Again, I don't reckon so. Other players around and make him a goal. I could say top of the championship, he would be twenty goals a season with some confidence there. But if, if so, go like, to go to Norwich in other words. Yeah, if yeah. Someone like well, exactly. If someone like Timmy Pukki, Neil Morpay, um, Etau, name another ten, can get around ten goals a season in the mm, lower half were, of the Premier League. They're Dante. prolific. They were prolific in the championship. You know, scoring twenty goals a season. But I mean, I watched Mope. I watched Mope at Brentford, and you knew that he was going to go to the Premier League. But he was scoring goals for Brentford. It's not like Piontek who's not scoring goals. Imagine him at Arsenal. Imagine him at Arsenal. Imagine him at you know the chances that they create. It'd be unreal. 
the thing the thing is no one's going to take a punt on him now that's the problem is, how many how many chances to hurt to create a game three that a lot mm. at the moment three. at the moment they're having like 18 shots a game so way Come more on, let's, be clear let's be serious they, they create they create clear cut chances if we're lucky three a game Pionte, when we... if, he's, if he's in a team that is creating chances there's plenty of them when we goals. when we do create chances he doesn't score so he missed against, he missed against Frankfurt. He missed yeah. against um uh, who did we play? Bielefeld. He had Confidence it, he had is going to some of it though. Look so, how long it's been. I think he's him. I think he's one of those players that and he, we probably can't afford to give him this at the moment. There's like yeah. six straight starts. Yeah. Guaranteed. And, and if he doesn't the score, then re- like, I, I mean against Union, he was the reason we conceded the second goal. So it's not like it's not just him going forward and he comes back to help. He gave the ball away, so it's not like it's it's just he just at the moment doesn't add anything, and we paid so much to go. He desperately needs to go for his own career, yeah, to to rebuild it and get his confidence back and and be the guy that we costs a lot. He costs five million a year, so he's gone a lot of wages. So got a slightly different take on it. There's not a single hurter player that I'd be sad if they left in January. No, yeah. Oh no, there's, there's not, a few. There's not, Jordan, there's Jordan can't leave. Jordan can't leave. That's for different reasons. For me, there's not a single. Jordan can't leave. No, no. Or Jovetic, because he just can't leave anyway, because I won't let him. So, um. There's, there's <laughs> not a single player in that team no. that can't be bettered. No. I, I know Sturdar, maybe. But there's Sturdar, always going to be better players. There's always going to be better players out there, but we can't afford them. So, yeah. but I do think, think Chris is right that we've got. I, I think. I think probably what. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but you're kind of angling towards. Yeah, the the um, some players, even though they're not the best players, just give everything for your team, and then you think, well, well, yeah, we're never going to be able to afford afford the forty million pound left winger, but we've got this guy, and he. Plays his heart out every yeah, week. Yeah, even Dorita. His days are. I think his days are done. Yeah, he's gotten I, I older. So. He's getting yeah, older. Exactly. He yeah. doesn't. Have, yeah, we don't have a player. We don't have players that may not be the best, may not be cost the most, and have the highest stats on FIFA and all the rest of it. We don't have those players that are indispensable. Every single player at our club in with a shout for starting place. If they went, okay. yeah. I think, and I think, well, the I difference think that in the that team, is... though, isn't it? From a few years back, when you look at the ones that went like Shellbread, Luxemburger, they were all all none Kalu. of them superstar players, but the not hard working players. Were, yeah, you know. And it comes back to what I was saying a few weeks ago about style and character. And all right, I'm not going to harp on because this guy's what four games in, and he might develop it over his remaining four months that he's with the club, but. Your, your, your team is built in the image of your manager, of your coach, of your, of your setup. We're not there yet. No, so for me but, to say, mm. if there's not a single player there that I'd be upset if they left, that's fine because once again, we're in a point of transition, and that's why this January is such a big January because you start now to build, hopefully, the team, the squad, the club in the new image. Mm. Which means not buying. Superstar names for 25 million euros for no reason. They're not even no, superstars. That's the problem. Who's going to do happening. the job? Who's going to do it well? Yeah. Like this new guy, uh, Bjorken. Is that his name? The left winger, left wing back. Left wing back. 
That's it, left wing we back. Need, in, in my mind, we don't need five squad players. We need five first-team players. Mm. He we will be. Five, 100%. Hundred percent, he will be. Good. I think uh, three three left done. backs there though. And Platten take Hart, the place of the someone in the team now. Plattenhart won't won't play again. If yeah, you're they've, got, they've got to have someone to buy them, that's the problem. That's the problem. Hertz having to problem Everton have. It's getting people to buy that Deadwood. Then once once you've got it and you know we 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 bought a dud here or we've overpaid for someone, it's yeah, them man. trying to offload them, and that is the difficult bit. You know, I've seen with Everton. Players have ended up going on loan after loan after loan until the contracts have run out and we've paid yeah. them right the way through. It's not great management. And it's nothing to do with Bovich. This is stemming back from previous. Yeah. But we are living with a squad of, of players that we paid over the odds for. One yeah. of the most expensive squads in the Bundesliga. And we've not moved on at all in, in, in that time. That's why um, Piontek going on loan. If Piontek on loan, for instance, where his wages are being paid by someone else would be... Mm fine because they're being paid by someone else yeah. that's not a bad idea by the way if no. he went on loan and scored 15 goals between yeah. now and the end of Good the for season him, you know? and they yeah. can look and go oh, our new coach we want him to play this style of football that's a chance to yeah. bring him back then and he comes in hot and, and you know, full of confidence I think again. if he went away on loan and scored 15 it's stay there. in Turkey they, they wouldn't let you they wouldn't let you come yeah. home you know <laughs> yeah. I think that that's the best thing you can do that's, mm-hmm. I mean just look at Kuna, how he's getting on at Atletico. I mean, did you see his performance uh, in the Champions League? Oh my word, what a player! No, no, Chris, no. Have you seen did him you play see the game? What the Champions League game where he fell over and decided to, you know, pretend that he'd been pin- punched in the face and got someone sent off? Yeah, I saw that. Was that after he beat three players? That was not oh after he beat three players. He basically... Oh so he beat game. three players, he missed the chance, it got cleared off the line, but after that happened, he got Vendel sent off because they'd already had a player sent off. So they thought, I'm going to, you know, pretend I've been elbowed in the face. I'm like, that's that's unacceptable. I could get, oh, Cunha's a great player, but that behaviour is exactly the reason we got rid of him. Oh, God, I miss him. You can't him. behave like that. <laughs> we, yeah, but we do need that type of player in the team. And we, are, we, are we need a talented, that. talented player. Yeah. Got elements of him, but not. Talented player, yes, but a, a wuss like that? No, no. Wouldn't it have been great to have that. that bit of bite, that bit of swagger, that bit of attitude against Onion the other week? Oh my God, it's like. But that kind, like of, 11... that kind of attitude is childish, and it's not. It's not sportsmanlike. It's just not pathetic. all of it though. But it's it wasn't. Pathetic. It wasn't well, like a derby game, was it? Against there was us no big challenges put in. So if, so, so if if Hertha got a man sent off because someone pretended to get elbowed in the face, you'd be furious. So how is that accept? It's not acceptable for someone to do that. So it's <coughs> you can't. I, I couldn't accept a player doing that. It's wrong. I'll you know? take him back tomorrow. What? Because he's. But if you, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. If you've got absolutely no class, then you can't. Oh, look at you can't. Paolo Di Canio had all sorts. You know that you can look yeah, back and go, he's Canio... shouldn't have done that. But he was a as a footballer. You know, he he's the type of guy that if someone was injured, he put the was it put the ball out, didn't he? Exactly. He, 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 he picked it up and stopped when Everton's goalkeeper was he down. Could like he could have yeah. well. What I yeah. will say about Kuna as well is that he's also playing for the Argentinian uh, Simeone. And so I would imagine he's very well briefed and very well coached in the dark mm. arts because I didn't, I don't think from memory we saw that side to him at home. No, All we saw was no, you did. flashes of magic. No, no, you did. Um, Kuna, if he went down, he went down as if he'd had his ankle snapped well, he's off. He's Brazilian. 
but you know that's expected. Yeah, but come that's, on, it's just you know that's why we got rid of him because he also does. Yeah. At Atletico, he has played. I don't know how many games he's played, but he's still got more yellow cards than goals. So it's not like he's like, oh my god, he's. It, it's not like he's broken well, out. He's only Atletico playing are like a glamorous Wimbledon. Atletico are only playing him because uh, Suarez is injured. Style. So he's, he's equal. He's got three goals, three yellows. There you go. So, three, <laughs> but how many starts? How many 13, starts? Thirteen. Starts. Anyway, moving 13 on. Thirteen games. Three that the attitude that he had is exactly the the thing that Bovic wanted to get rid of because he's yeah. like, if yeah, anybody uh, behaves like that, you can't behave like yeah. it's all about you. You have to behave as a team. Yeah, and, and I do think there was do some that. of that there. I do think that he maybe that. felt he was bigger than the club at the time as well, and that's why he's gone to a Champions League team. He may get it, may have his eyes open there and find he's not that level, but he he is playing. The irony is, is that we've got Kevin Prince Brutting come in, who's done far worse over a far career, and has joined us at thirty-four. Mm. Probably on a big wage as well. We, we got thirty million in profit and still have twenty-two million of it left. So um, it's not still not worth thirty million, Cunha. It wasn't then, think. and he still isn't. No. I don't know. In this yeah, I, I feel like a year ago we were talking he'd be going for more than forty. Yeah. But it's just. I just. I think we. I think we. Same with same with Luca Bacchio. It's exactly the same with Luca Bacchio. And now look at where. Now look at where Wolfsburg are. You know. So they're now below us. Mm, mm. So, he missed the sitter as well. Not his fault. That though. That's not all his no, fault. No, it's not. And, and also, he might end up coming back. <laughs> so, He's on loan, so, uh, yeah, so he, he won't. He won't come back. <laughs> Dodi, why? I, I, you know, no. I he, do he, think he, we. I do think we lack a bit of swagger though. We lack a yeah, bit of attitude. We, we lack a bit I mean, there's players we're interested in. There's a, there's a, uh, I can't remember what position he plays. He's playing somewhere in Italy, of Bologna, and I can't remember his name. Olsen? Something Olsen? Scott yeah. Olsen. Scott Olsen is a player, um, at Bologna that we might be interested in. Again, like, talented, but not overly pricey. Mm. Sometimes I just think that, that, that is our that is our buying range at the yeah, moment. Exactly. <laughs> but that's I, it. I, Look at Serdar and Richter. Just get a Zambo Anguisa, someone like that. Everton Decore, someone who will, who will just run around the, the middle of the pitch and work all game. I yeah. don't think we've got that. I don't think Askasibar does it. I don't think Serdar does it. Serdar has skills, but he, he's not that someone. He hasn't got the engine to just control that midfield. Mike, you need a what... destroyer in there as well. Nail on the head. This is what we were saying uh, in the week. For me, <clears throat> we need five players, and it's a whole new spine. Yeah, right away. Yeah, I don't really. Got one. We got the, one. <laughs> the wing players and and your, your tens, uh, they 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 come and go, and they come off a bit. But every successful side has a spine that is rock solid, and. Where I said you wouldn't be upset if any hurt of players left in the in the January or the summer, if your spine is rock solid, you want to make sure that they do not go, regardless if they're a Brazilian World Cup winner or if they've come from Dagenham and Redbridge. If they're in your spine and they're doing the job, you do not want them to go, and I think that's what we need most. Corali, our last great goalkeeper. Corali, yes. I'm a big craft. I know you. I know you're a craft fan. I, I just don't think we've had a good goalkeeper in a long. I'm time. a Christian fan, by the way. So, um, <laughs> how many times do I have to? How many times do I have to? I, I'm an, I'm an atheist, but each uh, Drobny was pretty good. 
have to say. Drop me mm. Drop, yeah, drop me as well. Mm. No, I, I, I would love to see Christians play because I just love. I, I, I watched the celebration against Dortmund. He was going mental. Like yeah. he's, he's brilliant. Well, I just want the, the the goalkeeper coaches and the main coach are obviously seeing the two goalkeepers day in day out, and for some reason, Schwallow's still getting picked ahead. I, I don't think it's because Schwallow's better. I think it's because he's just been there for so long, and he hasn't done anything particularly we, wrong. We lost four 0 the other week. That's the time to go. You know what? Let's bring but a new goalkeeper just, in. What frustrates me about Schwallow? It's not his. Um, it wasn't just me that said this. It was someone else I was speaking to. He's like Schwallow's come on, he's got to, you know, sit out. He's got after conceding four against Mainz. It's not just he conceded four. He could have conceded more. But it's the way he concedes goals. Like, his decision-making, the way he commands his defenders, the way he positions his defenders, the way he makes decisions, you know, to come off his line or do this or do that, they often end up being the wrong one. Yeah. So if, you're, if your defence yeah. has got no faith in your goalkeeper and vice versa, that's always going to cause problems as well. I, I mean, I've not rated him since I have started. never seen Schwallow shout at his defenders. Never. Never seen him command his box. He doesn't look comfortable when he comes out of the area. You know, his although he plays sweeper, his distribution yeah. is poor. I watched Christensen Apart in an under-23s. I watched... No, but I watched Christensen... <laughs> he looks nice in the orange jersey, though. Yeah. Pink, I want the pink jersey, by the way. And just That would be awesome, but, you know. But Christensen I watched in the under-23s. And, OK, he made not so much an error, but a lack of judgment for a goal. But the problem is the defenders would... <coughs> but throughout that entire game that I watched... He commanded his box. He came out for the ball. He was strong when he came out for the ball. He was screaming at his defenders, get here, get there. I need you in I need you in this position. I need you in that position because I can't see or this. He was loud and he was expressive. And that is and, not and what Schwallow is. that's great. But obviously the coaches will look and go, he's conceded, a, he's made a, a yeah. bit of error in a fourth tier game. My, my gut feeling is that I think right, for the future. I, I think you're absolutely right about The Swallows making errors in Bundesliga games repeatedly. Yeah. So um Yeah, but my gut feeling is that we won't we won't drop Swallow and put uh, Christiansen in. We will drop Swallow because we have bought a new goalkeeper. That is that's more likely. It, it'd be more for the future down the line. He's what twenty two, twenty three, he's too young to be really unless and you're the swallow. very top level for a goalkeeper. Yeah. But we signed him for a reason. So we signed him future. from a top from no, but we signed him from a, a club. Oh, oh Dance. That, yeah, Dance is you know a, a pretty big club in the nation. He's played, he's played Champions so, League. Exactly. Played for so so he's played for his country under twenty one level. So it's not like he's completely and, inexperienced. Yeah, a main team as well, but only because of COVID. But they picked him up and played him one one game against Sweden, I think. Yeah, and then it, it's literally like you know we obviously signed him for a reason. Not just yeah. in the future, but we signed him to allow him to play. But then how how can you continue to play with a goalkeeper that's conceded the second most goals in the league? And some yeah. of those are his fault. But that's, like some yeah, of it most... just makes me think that... that He'd have, have come in. Yeah. That, uh, I, they, if they were going to play him, they'd have played him by now. And it just mm-hmm. makes me feel that they're going to bring someone else in and Schwallow will perhaps move on. And this guy will remain our number two for a Goalkeepers while. Goalkeepers keep going, don't they? You can bring someone in who's 30 with the the vision that Christiansen's going to eventually take his place. <clears throat> this guy comes in for a couple of years 
and then, and then moves on. I don't think, I don't think we're going to buy another goalkeeper simply because we're not going to be able to sell Swallow. And it's not, it, it's not like he's done anything particularly wrong. We're not going to be able to sell him for a profit, you know. Yeah. So, but Chris we're not going to sell just, anyone for a profit, are we anymore? We've got Swallow on the free. Though, didn't sell for so profit. No, Swallow, Swallow was like eight million. Swallow was like eight million. So. Um, oh, I thought we were doing doing. Uh-huh. Uh, no, because Schalke were going to sign him. But we've made we've, we've done good it. business. We've done good business of late. I mean, Eklenkamp was what two million euros or something. Mm. Um, the the other goalkeeper was about the same. I don't know how much this left back was, but I don't think he was expensive. That's coming free. in or free. There you go. Yeah, so the so we're making up for the for the mistakes we made in the past. So we can take yeah. a loss on some of these <laughs> other players and say, look, you know, we've overpaid for him. It leaves for half of what he's worth. That okay. half comes back. We can invest. We, we sold. Luca ba- no, we haven't seen Luca Bacchio yet. We we bought Luca Bacchio, Cordoba, Piontek, Tusa, and a few others Cordoba, for about a hundred for about a hundred and twenty million euros. Right? We bought Ekelenkamp, Richter, Belfordil, Jovetic, um, uh, Serdar, and uh, Christiansen for literally like less than fifty million. Mm. Well, so, of, of the 120 million, I think only Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, and someone else had spent more. But about all, about all those four clubs, maybe except for Wolfsburg, have made more than that back on players. Sales, we have, we, we have more points at this point this season with those players that cost less than we did last season with the players that cost more. Yeah, we so won't be the only mid-table club. Who has spent an absolute fortune on duds though? Everyone's at it. Leipzig are uh, all over the place at the moment, so I mean, wow, yeah. I'm quite shocked about them. So. It must be in the in the boardroom of of Hertha and other clubs. It must be every now and again one of these works out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, uh, the, the the players that we signed. The top scorer out of all of them, they're, they're, they're tied. Richter and Jovetic are the top scorers with five each. Serdar <coughs> uh, has two, Maulida has one, Ekelenkamp has two, Belfordil has one. So it's like... Yeah. Well, that's well, good because the goal, they've all chipped in with goals. So that's yeah. the they're lottery tickets, aren't they? And hopefully one yeah. day you'll get six numbers. Yeah. One day, not not any time soon, but you know. It's a shame about Cordoba. You just jogged my memory there, Mark. Cordoba. Yeah, he, he was. He should have been decent. He went <laughs> to Russia because they paid. Mo- they went yeah. to Russia because they paid him money. I mean, sorry, that, that's such we played on the Dardai before he went. He he was more suited to that lone striker role. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. yeah, stronger. He would work well in this current team, actually. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he's, yeah. A big, he's a big bully boy. He's like, you know, massive guy, strong. But then Belfordil's kind of like that, but he's not nowhere near as fast. So that's... Yeah. Modest is something else. Like yeah. He's something else. But he's another one. He's, he's not a, a world-class striker, but in in the right system, like ours, he... he He'd be excellent for us. He's scored, I think, yeah. eight goals or something, and five of them have been headers. Yeah. Just shows how much Cologne cross into the box. There, so. there, are, there are players who play up front for teams who you would definitely not say are world-class, but they would bag you 20 goals in a season. Mm. You know. Yeah. Well, Kev, Kevin nice. Davies at Bolton years yeah. ago, was that, and he was yeah. a bully. He could play that lone role. 
Well, it's like, you know, world-class strikers in their day, like Michael Owen and Wayne Rooney, they, they both, the pair of them said, who's your favourite strike partner? Love playing with Emil Heskey. Now, <laughs> Emil Heskey was a bit of a laughing stock, but he, he really wasn't towards the end of his career, was He's he? He's a big boy. <laughs> he, and he commanded transfer fees, and I don't know, I might be talking out yeah. my puffer, but wherever he went, he was a success and a fan favourite, right? Yeah, he was apparently the first name on Sven's England team list every time. Cause yeah, he, exactly. He, he exactly. does all the hold-up work. All, all Michael Owen and, and that needed to do was run into the space and be and there. And get it from him, yeah. I mean, Capello called him back, didn't he, for the 2010 World Cup? Yeah. I, I mean, I thought he retired in 2008, so I mean, that yeah. says something. Just uh, for all Hertha fans listening, Emil Husky has retired now. (laughs) (laughs) If you're trying to compare who he is, Emil Husky, Sandro Wagner. (laughs) Oh, no. No, Emil Husky's always all class. Sandro Wagner. That's an insult. That's an insult to Emil Husky. And he was was another good forward that I'd probably do all right now on the team. I don't even know where he'd be now. Sandro Wagner? Oh, Adrian Ramos. Oh. <laughs> Sandro Wagner wouldn't do well playing for Wellingborough Town, let alone, God, you know. <laughs> Ramos. One of the worst players I've ever seen for us. What, Sandro Wagner? Oi, oi, oi. Easy. Ramos and Ronnie. That was, that was the time. You know? yeah. Ramos had a brilliant season, and it was like that classic thing, and Dortmund had to go and buy him because he'd scored. Yeah. And he didn't so do many anything. <laughs> And then, then didn't play him, and then you like, well, that worked out well for everyone then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. felt sorry for him, you know. So, I mean, there's there's players that that we let go of, and they don't play like Lazaro. Lazaro hardly so plays. The, He's been on loan so many times, you know. Lazaga, I remember when I first started following him. Lazaga, he looked like he, he was yeah. built to play that type of role, and for whatever yeah. reason, just never done all right in the second tier. But when it, when we got up to the Bunzi, you just couldn't do it. Yeah. God knows where he is now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's even playing anymore. Um, I last seen at Leeds United, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what I saw is at Leeds. Unless they're not there anymore. Um, be able to well, kick him out. I saw that weird. Beers for Barons. He ended up at uh, Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? Barons. Wow. Roy Barons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a few more that ended up disappearing, and I've got no idea where they went. Or, or Reading, it might have been for Barons. I think I it was, was Reading. Yeah. I think it was Reading. And then who was the other one? Um, Van, Van der Berg or something? He was playing at Holstein Kiel now. So you've got Van den Berg, whatever his name was. I think he was from Holland. And he the defender. Yeah, yes, him. Yeah. He's gone to Kiel. He's in Kiel and now. I think all of this really underlines the point that Hertha have been poor for decades and they'll be poor for decades to come regardless of who's pumping money into the club which makes results like the weekend all the more sweet. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. (laughs) We have to talk about the weekend. No, we have to talk about Mike first. I suppose my starting point to that would be we've we've been due a win like that, haven't we? (laughs) For a long time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to piss were... on the parade, though. I don't want to piss on the parade a bit, but Dortmund were very poor. and They had the no defenders. The defence was poor. Remember when we lost to Leipzig? Exactly. And I said it at the yeah. time, the goals we scored were, were really great goals. And it but, wasn't the, they were fluky goals that we got on the back of them being poor. Remember when really... we lost to Leipzig and I said that it was because we had no defence? Dortmund, this time when they played us, had no defence either. So... 
when you're playing Axel Witzel at centre back, you know something's wrong. But they still had they still had a team full of quality players and Rose oh yeah, going forwards, going forwards, yeah. Julian Brandt, you know, they're a team full of talented players. Yeah, like yeah. Brandt um, showed that as well. And so. the goalkeeper's obviously a good goalkeeper. The, the goals were great. I mean, Richter's finish was outstanding. I, I thought Belford played really, really well. There was one where, he, where he'd run all the way through and then it was a good save at the end. And he Do looked like what, he was completely out of gas. What made me oh, laugh when he scored, sorry. When he, he, scored, yeah. when he scored was that Vitzel was the guy chasing him down. It was like, how do you let Ishak Belfordil outrun you? He, but he, he had the first pace, but <laughs> towards the end, he looked like his legs were about to break in, like, in half. He was, he was that tired. You know, like when, you know, like when someone's really lanky, like really heavy, and they're running, and they're running really like in slow motion. I know that that's feeling, what yeah. Bel- that's what Belfordil looks like when he runs. I, I, what I will say about him is that oh, his his confidence has grown in the last mm. few games because yeah. when I, initially I think he thought I shouldn't really be here. That's how he. Yeah. That was kind of the impression. <laughs> he he has scored goals. He's been he's been more prolific than anyone yeah. uh, that we've signed yeah. lately over the years. He's just yeah. not had a great couple of years. I think Evan. It's not age. all about scoring goals. It's about helping set them up. And yeah. him and Jovetic together work so well. Like, they understand one another. He set up Jovetic twice or three times. They're a little similar, but it's working, isn't it? I think they're too similar in the styles, but it is working. It was nice yeah. to see Davy Zelka score, actually. Um, <laughs> but again, another one who I'm really, I, I think he really cares about Hertha, and 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 that's to be admired. But again, if he, I don't think he's good enough. Yeah, yes. personally, I don't think he'll yeah, yeah. make it at this level. But yeah, he, he's when he first left, I thought he's done with Hertha. I, I don't think he, you know, I think he fell out with the club. Things weren't yeah. right. Went to Bremen, which is where he'd been early doors in his career before going to Leipzig. But he, he's shown to me that he that he cares this season. And of course he cares. He's really never going to play for a big club like us ever again. True, of course true. He cares. Oh, bless him. Um, he's no, trying he's, to carve out. He does out, care. I'm a he does bit cynical care. towards him. I think he's trying to carve out a bit of a USP. Um, mm. What I'm really pleased about in in is that our build-up play seems a lot more purposeful now, lot, um, yeah. proactive rather than reactive. Four four two. Do you think players that, know where yeah, they are simple. now? Do you think it's the players simple. know where they are when they're, when they're, when they're around? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it is simplified. But you know, football is simple, isn't it? Pass yeah. and move. But you know, after the Stuttgart game, you go two goals down. Whatever happened is that whatever went wrong with the defence, it was sorted pretty quickly. So you could see mm. that players weren't tracking back, like Maulida wasn't tracking back or something, and Askasiba was really slow, and then we conceded or whatever. And then in the games that followed, that didn't happen anymore. This is all really early into Corkut's tenure as yeah. well. He, it's going to take him time to, to really put us... And he hasn't got a lot of time, but to just... No. I think, I think perhaps, though, I think there is something in that if we went 2-0 down <laughs> before, we'd just... Oh, we'd collapse, we'd got bloody hell, yeah. Down. That'd be 5-0, 6-0, you, you know? When we, went, when we went down against Dortmund, you think, oh, bloody hell, here we go. Yeah. And we'd yeah. started well, but that's exactly what we all thought. We thought, they've scored now, that's it, game over, we're going to... That's but that is exactly and we went what and scored. the commentators said. So, who was it? Stefan Freund. Stefan Freund was the co-commentator, and he said, to, to, before the game even started, if Dortmund scored first, I think they'll win. 
And as the game went on, he went, well, Hertha haven't played badly. If they can score, they're right back in the game. What happened? They got back in, they scored, and then they scored again. And they were completely, like, dumbfounded by what they were watching. Because they the were call, like, call them Stephen Fraud. I wish I had a well-paid Stephen, job on Stephen, TV. Whereby I was paid to make predictions. <laughs> like, if Dortmund score first, they will win. <laughs> That's what he said to him. He said that he thought that Hertha wouldn't, Hertha wouldn't have the steam to come back from going 1-0 down against a team that was as strong as Dortmund. Yeah. But I mean, they I did. I have to say, like, and, and Dortmund, even, even with their injuries and their calamities, every player on that pitch wearing a Dortmund shirt is a, an incredible player. Top-level like, international yeah. player, yeah. Andy. Mm. You know, and that walks into outside. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easy. Easy. Yeah. Most of them, yeah. Especially that attack. I think Witzel will walk into our side in defence. <laughs> and he was shocking. <laughs> he was so bad. Like, Witzel had... But the thing is, Witzel was part of the... According to the uh, Kalinas Erben, which is the referee in podcast, they, <coughs> they said that Witzel was the reason the goal was offside, the first one that was disallowed. Because... Because Belfordil was distracting Witzel, even though Witzel was closest to Belfordil and not to Maulida. Maulida was near no one because he should have been marked by someone else. And it then's like, um, I don't quite understand your point because they're not I, involved. I, yeah, so, I thought it was harsh myself, but um, if if Belfordil got a touch, I get it. it but if Belfordil gets too a touch, close I get for it. Me, for me, personally, I thought they're way too close for them to ever give it. If he was further back. Then fine, but they were right next to each other. The problem, the problem is if Belfordil sticks his foot out, it had to take it after Maulida touched it, and then they didn't. They only did it from the initial pass, so it doesn't. It wasn't meant for Belfordil. It was meant for Maulida. Oh no, it was. So it's Maulida misses it. Belfordil hits it offside. I think because they were so close. Yeah, I mean, even then, we we won, didn't we? You know, I think despite all that, we still came back. We have had we have had eight goals disallowed by VAR this season. Eight. That's what I was going to say, Anna. It, 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 they don't seem to be dropping in our favour, these no. VAR decisions, um, whether goals, goals against them. And ways. the worst thing is when and they And some wait. are finite margins as well. Like, the, that's the, the, problem. Worst thing, the, the worst thing is when they wait. So, like, when we played Augsburg and Jordan scored, it was offside, but they waited until he got all the way into the Oscurva before they put the flag up. And we were like, are you kidding me? You waited, like nearly 40 seconds after the goal was scored and then they, like that up. was quite nice of them really though. they wanted you to enjoy a Jordan goal <laughs> I was so happy it away, straight I was away. screaming I was Go in the crowd it. with my friend screaming Jordan 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 and then all of a sudden we were like oh you're kidding yeah. me right <laughs> straight away takes that moment away from you so it's fine then, like, yeah. no but then the same thing the, the, the one <coughs> the, the one Belfordil scored against Stuttgart no one can understand why it wasn't given. Not even not even professionals can understand why it was disallowed because it made no sense whatsoever. And then the goals against us that have the same thing happen are given, but the ones we score with that yeah. situation are not. So it doesn't make sense. We've been yeah. very unlucky with VAR. We have been unlucky. Right. I want to wrap this up because uh, I want to get the turkey in. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Yeah, be careful, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, if it wasn't Chris at the start. (laughs) What's he saying about Swallow? Shut up. (laughs) Anyway. There are ladies in the room. (laughs) Christmas, Christmas fairy, I'll grant you one wish. 
So uh, you can you can have uh, a win against the Onions. Oh God. You can finish in a certain position in the league, up to you, or you can avoid yes. relegation flat. What's it going to what, be? What's the wish? Oh, my God. Or, or you can bring in another one. I'm just throwing suggestions out there, really. So what What we'd want is a Christmas wish. Yeah. I'll go first, then. Go on, then, Chris. <coughs> Win the cup. Stark, not yes, the Chris, oh, that's God. exactly what I was going to say. Win the cup, win the, win the cup. cup every every time, every time, and I'll take getting relegated if it meant winning the cup. No, no, oh, I wouldn't take oh. that. But uh, I'd take it. winning the cup. No. <laughs> just We've been here before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think so. And and that's the I'd love that, but that I can't do that for that reason. No, winning yeah. the cup. Relegation is so expensive that it would probably cripple us, um, and we'd never survive it. So yeah, no, I ain't paying. Are you and, have to um, excuse I want my to see ignorance. Well. Because either Dortmund or Bayern always seem to win the bloody cup. So well, just put Bayern's out. Face... Bayern's out of it. So yeah, 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 yeah. Dortmund and Leipzig. The gateway of opportunity. The gateway of opportunities there. But if it we is. win it, do we get a place in Europe? Mm-hmm. Yes. The Europa League. Europa League. The Europa League. Yeah. There we go. But then, yeah, Dortmund and Leipzig are the two bigger teams left in it. So just just need them oh, to play each other. Dortmund. That's all you need. Good damn. Them. No. Yeah. Oh, and, both in a oh, maybe, maybe, maybe for COVID to go away, so we can actually go to the games. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that, would be, that would be nice, week. wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> bloody Great. hell. We we beat Dortmund. What the hell? <laughs> what? Well, that, on that positive note, I wish what? our <laughs> listeners a happy Christmas and uh, what Christmas have I not? New Year. What have I not? Three points against Union within our first three games back. Yeah, and, and our next podcast will be talking about all these new signings we made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One. <laughs> oh no, there, there, there could be more. I might get my new spine. Yeah. I might be celebrating Christiansen saving in a penalty shootout against Union. Woo! Yeah, you might, <laughs> might be this with Chris wearing a West Ham shirt with Stark Five on the back. 